If you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, hey, CEO Mischief Makers. You know who I am, I hope. Mary Catherine Johnson. You can call me MKJ. And I get to introduce you to an incredible individual that I've just been spending the last half hour talking to off mic so that we can get prepared for this on so many different topics that are outside of this realm that we're going to talk about today that I know bring certain experience that she's going to be able to share with you that are just going to blow you away. So welcome to the conversation, Melanie Asher. Melanie, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Here we go. All right. So everybody knows we start this off on Mondays with mindset. And you might wonder why we do that. But I really, I really have to be honest with you without at least having a concept of the mindset we need to acquire or shift to in order to grow, we can't grow. We really have to prepare ourselves. So with that in mind, Melanie, give me an idea of a a time in your life recently past where you realized there was a mindset shift necessary in order for you to do whatever you needed to do, grow to the next level, start a business, care for a family member, whatever it might have been, a mindset shift that you realized needed to happen. And what did you do? There have been many, many moments where mindset shifting, mindset awareness, or revisiting my perspective of whatever was going on needed to be, okay, let's reevaluate. What can I learn? What do I need to change? Because I can't control anyone else. Or where's the gap? Or where can I identify a gap that I need something to hold on to, learn more about? And early on in my career, I learned... A lesson, perhaps the hard way, that I wear my ethics on my sleeve. And while that sounds amazing, and it is something that I take pride in, it's also something that can be abused. So I had a couple clients early on that had hired me as a means to revamp their brand reputation. That sounds great, but that's not what the contract was. (laughs) That was not our agreement. I had no say in that aspect of them turning their business around. And that's what they were marketing without my permission. So I would have people come up to me and they'd always touch me and pet me. I'm like, A, I'm not a dog. Yeah. Second of all, they pay their bills. What do you want me to say? This isn't our arrangement. This isn't our agreement. And this isn't the work that I'm doing for them. So... It made me step back and say, this is a great compliment that I'm being hired for my ethics and my reputation for honesty. And at the same time, I'm not setting appropriate boundaries to protect that. And so what were they doing? Let me ask you that right there. You said they didn't hire you for that. 
So tell me, tell us more about what you do and what you should have been hired to do. So at that time, my business was brand identity and custom websites. Back in the days, pre-WordPress, where you're hand coding, actually writing code to build websites and brand identity and everything that goes with brand identity. So I was hired simply to create marketing materials for them. I had nothing to do with strategy. I had nothing to do with culture. I had nothing to do with metrics. I was brought in simply to create materials for them. But what they were doing as a part of their strategy was marketing that they had hired my company, Omnipol. And I was like, oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. That doesn't jive. I'm happy to work with you in that context. But then you need to give me that access. You need to give me that authority. So the work that I do can actually have an impact and not be a band-aid solution without my permission. Over the years, my business has shifted and now I function as a fractional chief marketing officer. So I go into companies that need to have that executive level experience, but either they don't have the full-time work or they don't have the full-time budget to justify it. Usually it's both. And I'm able to impact the strategy. I'm able to take direct company goals and create a strategy and metrics to help them accomplish those goals. So it's no longer a checkbox solution, but it's how does marketing have an impact both internally and externally from your company. And so how did that experience then start shifting your mindset? I'm assuming that that also led to where you are now to include those services, but how did that It was the pivotal shift? moment that caused me to shift. And I learned real quick that I needed to shift how I positioned myself so I could either become at the time what was called a pure design firm or something that was more strategy-driven. And so it became a process of looking internally first. What type of work do I enjoy doing? What gets me excited? And then it was also, when I started to wrap my head around that, then it became a, let's look out into the market and look at clients and prospects. Why are they interested and why do they bring me in? And what I learned is what I get excited about is not necessarily the tactical deliverables, but it is the strategy. It is the overall story. It's about presenting the company in a way that allows your audience and your team to own your brand story as if it is their own. And so I completely repositioned. So it shifted how I approach companies, how I engage with them and how results are tracked. See, that's, I love that. And thank you for sharing that because first off, so many people in this internet world, it's constantly changing. So we constantly change. Sometimes to adapt, sometimes just because it's fun, sometimes just because this is a new fun thing and I'm chasing the squirrel and all that. But we, we do have to adapt. The only person I know that never really changed what they did over the last 30 years was my husband because he is, he was a tax accountant. So yeah, he had to adapt to the next tax law that was passed down. But what he did every day was the exact same thing. It was unique because there were unique people. So that kept him engaged and, and interested. But what he did never changed. That's not the case for us in, especially in marketing. You cannot do that. 
And so many people feel like it's a failure to switch to something else or to adapt and bring in different skills or learn different skills to really further what they want to do. So from a mindset perspective, if there are people out there listening, thinking, yeah, I know I need to reinvent myself right now. And I did this same thing with chatbots. People would hire me to build chatbots and it was great. It was wonderful, but they would never involve the strategy that not never. Most of the times they wouldn't involve the strategy that I talk about because I was much more customer centric, customer experience focused. All they really wanted usually was a higher revenue on the other end, which are understandably. But what would you say to people out there listening that are thinking, okay, yeah, there's this new AI coming and there's this, you know, the virtual realities, uh, you know, heads peeking up here and there, you know, web three is still, you know, resuscitating itself. How can they look at that and not feel bad about shifting something and maybe adapting like you did? What mindset so do they need to you do? You brought that? up a couple of really great points that I brought up a couple of really great points that I'd love to highlight there. In the shifting mentality, marketing is often perceived as an add-on or a nice to have. And if you do X, Y is going to happen, therefore Z will happen. That's not how actual marketing works. With that mindset, it's, I need to hire somebody just to do this, post on social media, send out newsletters, whatever the case may be. Just do that because that's all I need. And most of the time why I am brought into a company is because they've overly done that, their marketing has plateaued, and they are getting little to no results, or they're steadily declining. And it's like, what are we doing wrong? Well, first of all, you're relying on tacticians to deliver strategic and company-wide results. A tactician is really, really good at what they do. What they're not intended to do is understand or connect their, their one tactic to a big company goal. And so mine came out of a willingness and a curiosity of what else there is. Being a design firm early on, I learned real quick that design is not the only thing that generates results for a business. You know, I have some clients that had award-winning designs and they went out of business five years. Then I had, and, and this blew my mind, I had a client that I kid you not, they gave crayons and a paper to their five-year-old kid and he had his own little desk over here and the kid would draw the weekly ad that was going to run in the paper. <laughs> I about had a heart attack. <laughs> and they were award-winning. They had year-over-year -year growth. They could have expanded at twice the rate of what they were expanding. They chose to keep it within a certain range so they didn't grow too fast. But I'm like, okay, that was my first eye-opening experience that marketing's not just one thing. And when I'm brought in, it's usually the CEO or the COO who has either been following me or has been introduced to me and we get on the phone or we jump on Zoom or whatever. And it's like they whisper and they'll go, I feel really bad to say this. <laughs> like they should have known, but they didn't. And they still don't know. So they're like, can I just give you all of our accounts? And, and this is everything we've done. Do something. 
I've had that conversation more times than I can count. And it's because marketing is directly connected. If you want an analogy, it's kind of like marketing is the veins of the body. It's what takes the blood throughout the entire body and helps the company both internally improve sales, align company goals. And that's what marketing is supposed to do. So now that we're adding in AI and machine learning, it's another tactic to improve efficiency, but it's not the end all be all. It's going to help us do more and do things more efficiently and actually understand the numbers we're getting, but it's not going to replace companies. It's not going to replace people and jobs as a whole. It may streamline that you don't need to hire as much or as often, but it's not going to take over the world as as media likes to cover and claim yeah. that it will. Yeah. And previous Arnold Schwarzenegger movies too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and uh, that's a great point too, because, and there really are two types of marketers and people that you can hire. There are the strategists who dip their toe into the tactics and there are the tacticians who dip their toe into the strategy. And there are some that don't dip their toe anywhere. They are just strategy and they are just tactics. That's cool either way, but it takes both. You know, there are certain, you can say there's a strategy to sales, but really it's giving people what they need and finding out what they need. And most of that is done by the marketing for the firm to be able to attract the right people, speak the right message and get them to that sales choice. But in marketing, there is so much that has to be strategized. And then there are so many tools that you can use to actually implement different types of marketing strategies and pieces of that marketing journey. So if if someone's listening here, and it sounds like you had already introduced yourself as the more strategy side, how would someone who is strategic be able to have a mindset that understands or incorporates the tactics side without actually doing it? So how do you do that? What what do you have to prepare yourself to do to find the right people to implement the the strategies that you you create? I know not everybody does this, but it's the way my brain works and it's the way my my mind works. I actually learn the tactic and and I study the tactic. This way I can ask a quote-unquote expert tactician informed questions. And I can read the difference between a sales pitch versus somebody who actually knows what they're doing. And you made a comment about sales. And to me, there's a difference between just saying what someone needs to hear in order to make the sale versus creating a consistent experience from sales and marketing through client experience. And that's where I tend to play is making sure that is all in alignment. Because the second you create that inconsistency is the second you create distrust with your brand, your product, your service, and the team that they're working with. You know, there, I knew there was a reason we were getting along so well, and that's it. That's exactly, and I, and I agree 100, 200, 500%. I don't care what we have to say in numbers, because that is really, that's really where uh, the rubber meets the road for a company that consistent customer experience. And I would extend that to internal customers as well. 
I was talking to a gentleman. Yeah, I was talking to a gentleman who, uh, who we were on a, a call and, and he'd heard a podcast I was on and he was asking me questions. And, and he says, um, we were talking about customer experience. That's what he wanted me to hire me for. And he says, you know, I, I did, what should I do? I have my salespeople send birthday cards to all of their clients. And if, you know, they have it on their calendar each week, cause he's got 800 employees, right? So each week he has, they have a list of the people they have to send birthday cards to. And he says, and if they don't do it, then it's their manager's responsibility. So it goes up to their calendar. And if they don't do it, then it's the, you know, so he just kept going, how can I just stop them from not doing it? And I said, well, I'm sure they would follow your lead. What do you do when you send your employees birthday cards? And of course that stopped him in his tracks because he doesn't. There's an inconsistency. Of course, there's a reason they don't do it. It's not important to you. Why would it be important to them? They don't get the same respect in that experience in your company as you expect them to give. So there's a complete misalignment. You're just doing it as a task. It's not actually that this is the part of the experience you want for your people because you're not giving it. So that exactly is what we're talking about in terms of consistency and especially in strategy and then tactics. I agree. Every CEO, every company owner, no matter what level you are, especially, well, not no matter what, when you're in the beginning, I should say that obviously the CEO of a large corporation does not need to learn every tactic. But when your company is small, you need to know what these tactics are. I would have people hire me to, to build chatbots for them and have no clue how anything about a chatbot worked. You need to understand that. Especially exactly. in a small there way. needs to be an understanding of what is happening. And now to go back to your point about the, the tactics, there can be a strategy to tactics to make them more effective. So using your birthday card example there, birthday cards, holiday cards, I actually recommend my clients don't do them. And if you want to do them, let's put a spin on them because everybody is expecting to receive something in December and on their birthday. Therefore, it just becomes this little piece of paper that you throw away. And it doesn't it's mean anything. It's not anything that is remembered. So if you want to send holiday gifts or cards out, do it either before the holiday season or after the holiday season. Do Valentine's Day. I personally do Halloween. It, cor- it corresponds with my company anniversary, and, and that's when I do it. <laughs> corresponds you know, with my personality. To- <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Halloween personality. <laughs> Mine too. I'm, I'm right there with you, but it's also fun that it's my, and, and was done it's intentionally, but it's my company anniversary. Yeah, yeah. So, but birthdays, pick a quarter birthday or a half birthday. It's just enough that while it is a part of a strategy on behalf of the company, it's a surprise to the prospect or client receiving it. Absolutely. 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 So what is, let me ask you this, what is the next mindset shift you see looming in your future for you to be able to do the next thing you want to do? Oh, that's a really good question. Hmm. I think the mindset shift that I've been working through is fully embracing the And this has kind of been an ongoing thing and I would test it and then pull it back and then test it and go a little further and then pull it back is I've built certain processes and experiences for clients in a way that they are independent of me. So I can bring people in and create a consistent experience independent of me, but I've not 
fully owned that. That's <laughs> it's scary. still the whole, it's my name, it's it's my reputation. <laughs> That's a scary one. That's and, a scary one. And so one. I've been testing it with like some subcontractors and 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 I've learned that some subcontractors work better behind the scenes and others are amazing client facing. But it's not about making the assumption that every every sub or anybody I bring on board is appropriate for client facing. It's about what actual skill sets are they good at and are they good customer facing? Do they want to be customer facing? So I end up with a blended agency fractional model where it I can function as an agency or I can function as more of a fractional role. And I can jump between the two relatively seamlessly. I just get to own that and build out that agency side a little bit more to provide more services to my clients. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate, and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 